Guys, we're going to welcome Nick and Marlene Boyd in just a moment. Um, about a year ago, I, I was walking with Mike Betts and said, who could we invite to come to Ascent uh, this year? And uh, we, both, uh, we both mentioned Nick and Marlene as being such a, um, a wonderful uh, demonstration of obedience to God, radical obedience to God, which is what we're all after, basically, isn't it? We wanted to be obedient to God wherever he might call us. And these guys really, I know, are going to be such an encouragement to us. Uh, they're over from, they're recently from the States, but actually they live in Mozambique. They're going to tell us all about that uh, with their son, Praise. And I just want us to give a huge scent welcome to Nick and Marlene as they come and speak to us. Just Nick for now. Good morning. Um, whew, I'm going to try to keep it together. Um, Marty a bit wrecked this morning. It's, um, it's an honor to be with you guys, um, from, from Mozambique. Um, um, if you can tell my accent, I'm actually from Alabama in America. Um, I'm here with my beautiful wife, Marlene, and my son, Praise, is somewhere right back there. Can you say, hey, Bubba? <laughs> um, that's our son, and um, we're honored to be with you guys. Um, crazy God story, how we got connected to, to RM. Um, we met Adam Vogt, one of the leaders at uh, Cornerstone City Church uh, in Pimba, Mozambique, um, year before last, I guess, and um, connected with him. He invited us to come to the UK. I'd never been to the UK before. Um, but he invited us over to come and, and, and share our hearts and what we're doing in Mozambique. And it's just the relationship's grown and been cultivated and developing from there. And we came up and went to uh, prayer and equipping last year in Ipswich and um, met Mike and, and a lot of the different leaders uh, within REM and just were really encouraged and blessed by what God's doing here. And so it's an honor to be with you. Um, I'm going to jump right into this since we don't have a long time, and um, my wife is a much better speaker than I am, so I will try to be short and sweet and let her get up here and um, do what she does best. So um, it was crazy when they, when they invite us to, to come and share um, with you guys at Scent and, and to be here for the Courage Conference. Um, I didn't know that the theme kind of was the David and Goliath story. And um, I hadn't got on the website or anything, and I just knew the conference was was based on courage. And um, so when I was back in the States, uh, long story short, I had a bad motorcycle accident in Mozambique and snapped my femur in half and had a surgery, had to go back to America and have a rod and screws removed and have it all redone because it didn't heal. And while I was in America praying um, for this event and praying for you guys and what God wanted to do, um, in our generation, he took me to David and Goliath. Um, and I'm going to read this scripture, uh, what jumped out at me, um, one of the biggest parts of the, uh, uh, of the story that really impacted me and what God started speaking to me through um, in verse 45 um, of, of 1 Samuel 17. It says, David said to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin. But I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will hand you over to me, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. 
Today I will give you the car- I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or by spear that the Lord says, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. Um, Eleven years ago, uh, I was finishing up my last year of uni in America um, in construction engineering. Long story short, grew up in church, uh, Baptist church, uh, real religious church. I ran away from God when I went off to uni, um, started living a real rebellious life, partying, drinking heavily, um, just running from God. Um, For several years, I was in a car wreck where I should have died, um, and the Lord saved my life. Um, I'd never worn a seatbelt, and the Lord uh, had an angel buckle me up that day before we hit a power pole in a pine tree running 80 miles an hour. And um, God spoke to me in an audible voice that day, and he said, Nick, I want to use you to build the kingdom, but you got to surrender your life, wholeheartedly surrender your life to me today. you got to lay everything down today. Today's the day. You're going to choose destruction and death, or you're going to choose life in me. And I laid my life down that day and said, yes, Lord, your plan, your will for my life, whatever it is, whatever you want to do, wherever you want me to go, I'll go. And I said, yes. And... um. That began a journey where I got involved um, in an amazing church where I uh, started experiencing the fullness of God. Um, I was having encounters with God in crazy supernatural ways. Um, grew up um, hearing that the the, uh, the gifts and all those things, those churches were, were uh, cults. And you don't, we don't go there. We don't, we don't associate with those people. But um, I got involved in a so-called cult um, where God just wrecked my life. And... Um, that that took me on a journey, just pursuing Lord with, with pursuing the Lord with all my heart for for whatever He w- wanted for my life, and God began to speak to me. And at that point in my life, I'd had had my plan laid out, um, the the Western dream. Um, I knew what kind of job I wanted. I knew uh, the house kind of house I wanted to have. The the big American jacked up truck I wanted to drive. Um, I am a a bit of a redneck. Um, So I had all these things planned out and I knew exactly what I wanted and and, and what I wanted in life. Um, At that point um, in that season of my life, I thought I knew who I wanted to marry and how many kids I wanted to have, all those things. I had it all planned out. And when I encountered the God God that day on the side of the road in this little um, little town out in the middle of nowhere when when we had that wreck God became real to me he encountered me in a real way and he spoke to me with an audible voice and and when I had that encounter since then I've never been the same I knew there was there was nothing else in life but whatever God wanted for my life so when I said yes I, I said yes and went all in I was like Lord if I'm gonna do this I'm going all in and um, that's kind of the way we live. We, Marlene and I, we go all in with, with anything we do. And so that took me on a journey where I just began praying and asking the Lord, Lord, what is your will? What's your purpose? What's your plan for my life? Um, maybe I don't have it right. Maybe this vision I have for my life is not the plan you have for me. And, um, I just began thinking like I've, I've been, I, I was raised up like you, you go to school, you study and, and to get a good job and provide for your family and to do the things you want to do and build the life you want to build. And um, when I encountered God, I, I started thinking maybe that's not what this life is really all about. 
And that took me on a journey of pursuing God and saying, Lord, what, what's your plan? What's your purpose for my life? And um, the, the, through that journey, um, yeah, it, it's, been, it's, it's been crazy. I, uh, I was struggling with pornography, still struggling with alcohol. God just, I had this encounter with God, but um, all of the friends I had were living in the world. None of them were in church. Um, and God said, you got to start cutting these friends off. You got to look for a new group, a new, new tribe to run with, which was really hard. Um, but in that, um, God said one day I was actually walking around the roof of the building. I was in construction, um, management and I was, I was walking around the roof praying, asking the Lord, Lord, what's your plan? What's your purpose for my life? And, um, he spoke to me and said, I want you to quit your dream job. This isn't it. This isn't what I have for you. Had my dream job making great money. I was 22 years old and had 450 grown men working underneath me um, that were all older than me. And um, really was, was on the fast track to, to live in the Western dream, the American dream um, that I grew up thinking was important. And um, God said, no, I want you to quit and I want you to learn to serve people. And um, through that journey, it led me to Mozambique. God began to speak Africa over my life and say, Africa is the, the continent I'm calling you to. And I want you to go and love the least of these in Africa. You can learn to serve people. And um, he took me through a process over several years where uh, I went and worked for a ministry. I moved from Alabama. Um, God called me away from my hometown. I'd never left home. My parents never even owned passports, guys. Um, never until about four years ago. Um, so we didn't travel much just within the States. And God said, go, I want you to leave home and go learn to serve people. So he took me um, away from home um, to California where I was there for a year. And that's when God spoke Africa to me. Um, I got connected with Iris Global, um, a ministry uh, that, that began in Africa through Heidi and Roland Baker. Um, and found out they have a, a third world uh, kind of a supernatural missions training school where you, you get trained in the dirt, how to do cross-cultural ministry, um, and they're just, they're, their heart's launching people into the nations to, to go and serve God and build the kingdom. I found out about that, applied, got accepted to this school, and went. Um, I was single at the time, didn't know Marlene. Um, I went off to the school. I said, yes, Lord, whatever you have, whatever you want me to do, I'll go. I'll surrender and go. And so um, I went to Harvest School, and while I was there, I met Marlene. Um, she was already a missionary servant in Africa. And um, through that, God said, I want you to, to, uh, to go to Tete, was where Marlene was already living, um, as a province within Mozambique. And um, when I was in the Harvest School, I, I got accepted to go on outreach after the school to Tete, um, where Marlene was already working with orphan boys on the streets. And um, went to Tet, and um, I was there one day, and I still, I, I said, yes, Lord, whatever you have in my life, but I really didn't know. I was at that place where, God, what is it? What's my thing? What do you have for me? What do you want me to do? Where do you want to use me? How do you want to use me? And um, uh, one day, uh, we were in town helping uh, a Brazilian family plant a church and um, in, in the city in Tete, Mozambique, some friends of Marlene's, and um, two of the boys that Marlene was working with got jumped by a gang of guys. And um, the, 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 these boys were just getting beaten because they're, they're, they're the street kids and they thought they had stolen something. And um, 
that night God told me to intervene. He told me to step in and stand in the gap for these boys. And so I ran across the street and grabbed these boys away from the gang. And long story short, these guys tried to attack me to get me out of the way to get to the to the to two of the kids that Marlene was loving on. And um, as they tried to, to attack me to get me out of the way, God put uh, a wall of angels around me. And these guys physically couldn't couldn't come to me. They were trying, fighting to get to me, to pull me, but they, they kept hitting this invisible wall and stopping. And um, a long story short, that night, um, once police came and, and broke it all up and, and split us up, I got really mad at God. And I said, Lord, how could you be such a good God and you, you choose um, to give me the life you gave me with a family that loved me. And I've always had a roof over my head and food to eat and, and uh, education, these things. And you give these boys the life you give them. How, how could you, you give me everything? And these boys are, are, are the, the least of these. They're, they're on the streets and, and the police beat them and everybody hates them and they curse them. They spit on them. They're treated like animals. How could you be a good God and do that? And the Lord said, Nick, I've given you everything I've given you. And, and I gave you a father that loved you and a family that loved you to raise you up for today, for this moment. Because I want you to come and be a father to the fatherless. Will you lay your life down and come build a home and, and take these boys in and rescue them off the streets and, and be a father to the ones that nobody else wants to be a father to? And I was I was completely terrified. Um it scared me to death. I, I, I wasn't even married yet, didn't have any kids, and God's asking me to come be a father to the fatherless. Um, and so when I was thinking about this conference and, and reading the story of David being a, uh, a, a young man in his youth, um, I like to think I'm still in my youth. And when I was thinking about all that and I was thinking, Lord, like, you, you re- you've called me to be a David. You've called me to be a David in the world today to, to, to believe you for big things. And I've got a question I want to ask you that Lord put on my heart. And I want you to be, I want you to be sincere, be real with yourself. You don't have to answer me, but I want you to think about this um, as, as I finish and, and Marlene shares. I want you to think about this all the way through. Um, who of you truly believes that the Lord wants to use you and can use you to do big, big things for the kingdom? Who really, really believes in there is a, I feel like God is doing a thing on freedom today and God's going to, God's going to move in a big way in a little bit when we have some ministry time. Um, But deep in your heart, do you really believe that God wants to use you and can use you to do big things for the kingdom? Um, I remember when, when I felt the Lord's tug on my heart, like he was calling me to do something and there's been a kind of a theme today and several people have brought words and things about um, uh, God calling and, and highlighting things to people and showing you um, that, that, that there's a call to ministry or a call to serve the Lord. And um, when I started that journey and God began tugging on my heart, I thought about all the sin in my life. I thought about all the struggles in my life and the things I was dealing with, pornography and alcohol addiction and all these things. And I thought, why would God use me? Who am I? Why would God use me? I'm, I'm, I'm nobody. I grew up in this little uh, a small town in, in, in Alabama, Duncanville, Alabama. And 
I'm literally nobody. God couldn't use me to do big things for the kingdom. And why I'm so broken. I'm so lost. I don't I don't have all the answers. Uh, I, I've never done a seminary. I've never done um, um, anything that qualifies me to to go and do big things for the kingdom. Why? Why use me? And um, and and. Through that process, God was taking me on. Um, he just began to show me that 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 through our brokenness and through our weakness is where He moves and where He uses us. And um, when I when I was thinking about the conference and courage, I was thinking, what is courage and 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 what has been courage in my life? And um, one of the biggest things that God showed me, or or, or what I feel like has been courageous, was being humble enough to surrender to the Lord, to a place where God, even though I'm broken, and even though I, I, I still struggle in, in this area, this area, even though I'm still failing you every day with this or that, you, I'm, you, I want to humble myself enough before you, Lord, that you'll still use me. And, and to me, when I thought about being courageous, that's the thing that stuck out to the most to me. To be courageous is to be humble enough before God that will say, Lord, here I am in all my brokenness. Here I am in my weakness. Here I am with, with n- I feel like I have nothing to give, but Lord, use me. Yes, Lord. And um, so um, I, I was looking up different definitions of courage and, and, and what courage meant to me. And um, I found this, and it says, courage is standing when everyone else wants to run. It's speaking when everyone else is afraid to speak. It's acting when everyone else is paralyzed by fear. It's taking action in the face of danger. It's holding one's character and moral uprightness when everyone else is tempted to compromise theirs. Courage doesn't mean that you're not afraid. It just means that you don't let fear stop you. And so um, our testimony and what God's done in our lives um, when God said go, we, we said, yes, Lord, we had nothing. Marlene and I, I um, God connected us, uh, rewind a little bit. When he connected us, he showed us that we were supposed to do this together to build this home and rescue orphans off the streets. So we said, yes, Lord, we went back to Alabama. We got married. Um, we met August. I proposed November 6th, January 6th, the following year in 2012, we were married. And February 20th, we packed our bags and we were leaving um, America with $400 to our name and one-way flights to Mozambique. And we just said, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We didn't know how we were going to build this home. God saying, go. I want you to go. I want you to stand up and be a David. When everybody else is is in fear, when everybody else wants to stand back, when everybody else is, is thinking, who am I and how could I do something? I want you to stand up and be a David and run forth. And that, that passage is what come alive to me that that David, when the whole God's army, Israel's army, is, is is paralyzed in fear, sitting back and not doing anything, this young man stands up and 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 he he ran forward and he said, "Who are you to defy the army of God?" He knew who God was in him, even even as a youth, he knew who he was. He knew his identity. He knew his purpose amidst the war, amidst the battle and everything going on around him. He knew and he stood up and he said, who are you? And I just think about the giants we face in the world today, the giants that's before us today in our world. And they're giants, I think, that are much bigger than Goliath. 
in our world today that we face. There's monster giants of, of pornography, of, of same-sex marriage, of, 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 of all these different things that the world around us is fighting for and telling us to, to accept and all these things that go against what we know is true and what is right. And God is calling forth a people that will say, yes, Lord. I feel like he's calling forth our generation to say, yes, Lord, I'll go. Yes, Lord, I'll lay down my life and my brokenness and my weakness and in, 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 in having nothing to give. I'll say, yes, Lord, use me. Come and humble me and use me to stand up to be David's to go forth and conquer the giants that we face today. And um, as I was praying um, for you guys in the last couple of days, um, as a matter of fact, yesterday, God gave me this vision. And um, Marlene's going to come in just a minute. And in a bit, we're going to have some time for, for ministry. But I want you to think about this as you think about, do I really believe God could use me? Because Marlene and I, we, we're no different than any of you guys. No different. And and we've moved to Mozambique by faith. We're $400 to our name. We had nothing. We had no plan. We had no structure. We didn't even have a sending church. We didn't have anybody but Jesus. We said, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, we'll go. We had no support group but family and a few friends. And we said, yes. And we got on the plane. We went. And we've got there. And in the last uh, almost seven years now, in Mozambique from having 400 bucks a month in our hands when we got on the plane to live off of monthly, literally. And Mozambique is outrageously expensive place to live. Um, we got on the plane there, and in, in, in a short six and a half years, um, we've built this beautiful Shekinah healing home. And we've taken eight boys, eight orphan boys off the streets that live with us, that have become spiritual sons of ours, and, and we think, who are we? And we've taken these boys in from begging, from stealing, from lying, from prison, um, doing horrible, horrible things. We've taken these boys in and just said, yes, Lord, by faith, and chose to love them and let God just use us and however he wants to use us. With, 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 with nothing, the little we had to give was just a yes. Just yes, Lord. And now we've built this home. We've got eight boys that are thriving Excuse me. In a in a Christian private school, we've got them in in Tete. They're they're making some of the highest grades in their class. Uh, one of our sons, Adilson, uh, won a a Bible memorization competition. Um, came in first place over 150 students memorizing the Word of God, and um, we've able, been able to find a, found another ministry within Pioneer 61 is the name of our ministry that we launched. Um, called White as Snow, Rescuing Women Out of Human Trafficking. And we've been able to rescue uh, over 50 women um, out of prostitution and trafficking in Mozambique now. And we get to teach them trades. Um, the women come in to White as Snow through complete hopelessness and despair. And we've been able to bring these women in and teach them how to make jewelry. And, and we, sh we ship that off to America, and it sells in boutiques and stores and shops and things. And all that money comes back to give them a self-sustained lifestyle outside of trafficking. And so um, I say that to say is you, that question, does, could God really use me? Does he want to? Do you believe it? Um, back to yesterday when I was praying, God gave me this vision. 
of, of, of you guys, of you young adults. And I saw this picture, and he showed me that there's Davids in this room today. There was going to be Davids in this room, many Davids in this room. And, and I felt like God is calling some of you, he's calling all of you, but he's calling some of you to step up now. Now is your time to step up and say, yes, Lord, today, to give him your wholehearted yes and say, yes, Lord, I don't have it all figured out. I don't know how, why you would use me. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, I, I'm nobody, but you're a David. God's saying you're a David, and I feel like he's going to be speaking to hearts now, and as Marlene shares, he's going to be highlighting and speaking to you that you're David's to stand up and move forward and stand against the giants we face today, and if, if God can use my wife and I, I mean, we're broken, broken people. Every day, we're, we're, we're falling on our face and saying, yes, Lord, however you want to use us, whatever you want to do in us, let us let us stand up when nobody else wants to stand up. Pick us up today, Lord, and use us. Let us meet the, the needy on the street. Let us meet the orphan. Let us meet the, the woman being trafficked um, in slavery and sex slavery. Let us meet them right where they are and let us love them. Love them through us. And if we can do it, you can do it. And our heart is to see our generation to stand up, to get up. It's time. And um, I'll wrap up with this. When I was praying over the, about this 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 story of David and Goliath, um, when I when I read that scripture about him standing up when he actually stood and and stood in front of the army, the whole army was behind him. He stood there in in front of the giant that that everybody was paralyzed and feared by, and he said, "Who are you to defy the armies of the living God of my God? Who are you to defile them?" And he went forward in action, in motion. Um, David at that point, God showed me he didn't. He didn't have a whole plan. He just knew God's in me, and I'm going to take this giant down. I'm going to defeat him. I don't know how, but I'm going to defeat him because God's in me. And along the way, um, what God, what I want to encourage you guys with is that God prepares you as you move, and he wants you to, to start moving and be an active. He wants our generation to be an active generation. And we hear people, young people all the time saying, well, I'm waiting on God to show me where. I'm waiting on God to show me what. God's already told us what. And he's told us where's where you are right now, where you are today. It's in your schools. It's in your, your jobs. It's in uni. It's, it's in your own families. That's where. And I believe that there are nations for people. There's other countries that he's calling people to that he's going to highlight even today. He's going to call, call some of you to certain places. But it's our time to stand. And God, through that story, showed me that not everybody in the army was paralyzed by fear. It just wasn't their time. And God said, Nick, it's, it's your time. It was David's time. It was time for his generation to stand up and make a stand for God. It was time for the youth to stand and say, I believe the God in me. And even though I'm broken and weak, I'm a little shepherd boy. I, don't, I can't even wear the, army, uh, the, the armor. I can't even carry it. I believe in the God in me. And I believe he's big and he can use me amidst that. And as David moved towards the giant, God provided everything he needed. He gave him the stones he needed. And, and, a, and a little nugget that stood out to me was that David, in the story, David threw, we know he, he threw one stone in the slingshot and took him down. But God gave him five. He gave him five stones, but he used one. And so I want to encourage you guys that, that our testimony and what God's done in our lives and the way he's used us, we went from nothing, 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 nothing 
And through our yes and just humbling ourselves and saying, God, use us in our brokenness. Use us to rescue the lost. Use us. God, we've seen over $2 million go through our nonprofit in six years' time. We've seen over 50 women rescued out of human trafficking. We just launched our first woman uh, who was one of the key leaders of White as Snow, Apronia. We just launched her out into her God-given calling on earth. She had a dream the first day she met Marlene was to be a teacher. When she, Marlene um, opened a, a prayer room in the brothels and, and rents a brothel and turned it into a prayer room, goes there and brings rice and chicken and invites the ladies to eat and then shares Jesus. And, and she said, my dream is to be a teacher, but that can never come, come to pass in my life because of what I've done now. I'm filthy. I'm, I'm dirty. And the life I'm living, there's no way. God encountered her right there in a brothel. And Marlene rented and turned into a prayer room. God came and encountered Apronia and touched her. And she said, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I'll never be the same. She came to work at White as Snow. And she's been with us the last, I don't know, three or four years, four years now. And we've been able to love her. Little of us, we're not, we have no degrees to do what we do. We have no formal training. We don't have ID. We didn't have lead. We didn't have all these things. We went to a three-month in the dirt mission school in Mozambique. And we said, yes, God. And now we've been able to rescue over 50 women in this in Apronia. We just launched out. She just got accepted. She's been applying for four years to this school in Zimbabwe where if you graduate from the school, you're guaranteed a teacher, a great teaching job. And for four years, she's, for three years, she was denied. And just a month ago, she got accepted into this school. And we just sent her out. I'm only 33 years old. 33 years old. And we, in six years, six little years of just saying, yes, God, whatever you have, walking by courage, Yes, Lord, when thieves, when hit men were hired to come and try to murder my wife and they tie us up and machetes to our throats and they beat her until they broke her jaw completely and, and they stuffed shirts in her mouth and tied us all up and they stole everything we owned. We said, yes, Lord. When, when the world, when, when America was blowing up our emails and our phones, you can't have your family there. Why would you have your wife in a dangerous place? We'll move you home. We'll pay for your flights. People that wouldn't, wouldn't send any money to our ministry, but they would be glad to fly us out of God's will and purpose for our life and move us to America. When that happened, we said, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Your plan, your will for our lives. We, we humbled ourselves amidst our brokenness, amidst the pain, amidst the persecution, amidst the suffering. Yes, Lord, because he's worthy. Simply because he's worthy. Because what he's done, he rescued us out of darkness. He rescued us out of the world. And, and he's given us life, an abundant life. The least we can do, the least you can do is lay down your life today and say, yes, Lord. If he sent his son to die on the cross to give you everlasting life, eternal life, the least we can do, the least we can do is say, yes, God. Yes, Lord. God, I'm broken. God, I'm still struggling. God, I don't know how. I don't have the money. My family don't believe in me. My friends don't believe in me. I'm the outcast. I'm stuck in this bondage. I'm stuck in this sin. I don't know how. But God, 
because of what you've given me and, and the, the eternal life you've given me, I'll lay down my life. And I say, yes, Lord, to your plan and your purpose for my life. So I, I just encourage you guys with that, that, that as Marlene comes now to share and speaks a lot better than I do, that that you that today you would think about that, that, that he has a plan and a purpose for your life, and he wants you to lay your life down and say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Bless you guys. Um, we are so honored to be here and super excited. And um, Tom, thank you for putting this together it and his teams. Can we just give him an applause? It's, it takes a long time to prepare, and I know he doesn't do it for the applause, but he's doing it for Jesus, which is, but yeah, we honor you and thank you and your wife. And yeah, this is amazing. We love to speak into your generation and we love what you guys are about. When we went and met Mike last um, year, we just love how they care about you guys, about your generation with ID, with scent. And we didn't have none of that. And we see how they love you and want to pairing you, and that's beautiful. Um, so when we Skype with Tom, we said we will speak about courage, because that's what it's about. And yesterday, when um, we were worshiping, God changed completely my message. So I was like, oh, God, really? Like, I prepared it. It was really nice. And... Um, but then Mike talked about obedience. I was like, okay. And then I talked to Nick about it, and I was like, I don't know. And then today we were just talking uh, without not telling anybody. We were just speaking about freedom. So I'm going to go for it. And even if it's just for one person, um, Papa sees you. And he might. He had me come all the way from Mozambique and change my message just for you. And that's the God that we serve. And he always leaves the 99 just to go for you, the one. So even if I speak just to one today, I just want to tell you, Papa loves you so much. And while we were worshiping um, yesterday, he reminded me of when I went to the harvest school, which Nick told you about. It was something like this that you guys do for three days, but we did it for three months. And... Um, I remember when I got there and we had all these amazing speakers and all these people, all of the people around me were saying that they were called to this nation, called to that nation. They had been wanting to come to Africa for since they were little. And I was like, I never wanted to come. But I decided to give Jesus three months of my life. And um, I just went because I wanted to know that I was loved. Sounds silly, right? Because um, the Bible tells us he loves us. The Bible tells us how much he loves us, that he died for us. And I went to Mozambique for three months because I just wanted to encounter his love. I, had, I didn't know what that was like. I didn't know what it was like to have a, a dad. I never even met my dad. Actually, when my mom told him that I was pregnant, he said, for have an abortion. She's not mine. So I wasn't even wanted since day one. And um, then my mom really didn't mother me. She was an alcoholic, so she left me to live with a family that wasn't my own. And I remember being five, six years old and thinking, 
gosh, nobody loves me, and not even God. And later on, she came to know Christ, and she would take me to church, and I was like, I want nothing to do with your God. Because if he really was real, if he really was a good God like you're preaching about, he wouldn't have let all the things that happened to my life happen. I was sexually abused by the boyfriend she had when I was six years old. So my innocence was stolen from me when I was really little. So I grew up really mad at God. And um, I ran away from God for many years. But here I was at the harvest school saying, Jesus, I want you to give me a chance. I want to know that you love me. Papa, I know the Bible says you love me, but I want to experience this love. And I remember the day that um, I got to experience his love. It was like I have never experienced in my life. Like I felt loved just because I was loved and it changed my life. And um, I was a new believer when I made it to her. So I've been a believer for eight years, and I've been in the mission field for seven and a half. Um, <laughs> so I remember being at harvest school, and a speaker came. I was sitting in the front because I was just hungry for Papa. And he read Jeremiah 1.5. This is before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born. I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. And I remember looking at this speaker, and he's looking at me. He goes, he's chosen you before you were even born. And I was like, I remember going back to my room and thinking, Papa, like, you see me? Like, you saw me before I was born. That was so, like, unreal to me. And I feel like... He wants to speak to some of us today that he sees you before you were formed. And when I went to the harvest school, I had struggled with so many things. I had tried to kill myself three times. That's how the devil wanted to take me down. Three times I tried to kill myself. I was addicted to cocaine. The day I accepted Jesus, all those chains broke. And I know the power of my papa, the power of the mighty God. I'm standing here because his power. And I know he wants to do great things today. So I don't want to take a lot of time speaking, but I just wanted to show you a little bit of how he's taking me. And like Nick said, we are so unworthy to be doing what we're doing. And I know a lot of you have just been sitting here thinking, you guys want me to go sent out through a nation. I don't even love myself. I don't even know what I'm doing, yet alone go to another nation. But you don't always have to figure it out. Papa has a plan for you. Papa has a plan for you. And I, I remember dealing with my whole life with suicidal thoughts and, and depression and, um, and, and not feeling unworthy. That was the big thing. I believe the enemy attacks our identity because he knows what we're called to do. I know there's some of you, he might be whispering like, you're not worthy. You shouldn't even be here. Do you remember what you did last night? Do you remember what you did last week? But none of that matters because it's not us. It's him working in us. He's, we're just being his hands and feet. And I remember when I told people that I, I was 
in fashion school. I wanted to be a fashion designer. And I remember when I told them that I was quitting school because God had called me to Africa. And they were like, you're crazy. Like, what are you doing? But when you experience the power that I have experienced of God, you're just never the same. When you experience that unconditional love that transforms lives. Like, you don't have to be perfect. He just loves you. He just wants to use you. And I believe, like... He attacks your generation. And I'm not going to say your generation because you're so much younger than I am. But you have so many things coming at you to try to take your attention. So many things. I mean, we can get on social media and then we're not pretty enough. We're not wearing the right clothes. We're not dressed the right way. We don't have the right hair. We don't have the right makeup. There's just so many things that attacks us. And it's like he attacks identity. Because when we, when we really truly know whose we are and who we are, there's nothing, nothing that can stop us. Nothing. We can Go to a brothel. I remember when I went in, they were like, you shouldn't go into the brothel. You should take the women and take them to a church and pray and, and do Bible study there. And I'm like, no, I want to go to the dark places. I want to go where it's dark because my papa is going to show up there. His light is going to show up. And I believe many of you are called to dark places, but maybe you can't even see it because you're struggling with so many things. But I'm telling you today, there's freedom. There's freedom today. And Papa is saying, if you will let me work in your life this morning, you will live here never the same. Never the same. I've experienced it. When I accepted Jesus, I came up to the front addicted to cocaine for a whole year. I couldn't stop using it. And I remember saying, Papa, I'm going to give you a chance. Here I am. If you're all real, break these chains. I have never touched it again. So I'm not telling you a story. This is real. I know the God we serve. I know the God that I'm preaching about. He's real and powerful. You have to want it. You have to want it. You have to be today and say, from today on, we're going to draw a line in the sand and say, we are not going to be the same. We're going to leave this place different. I'm tired. If you will say, I'm tired of being dragged by the devil, by being punched, thinking I'm not worthy, thinking I'm not his, thinking I don't have a calling that is a lie of the enemy. You have a calling. That is why he attacks you. Every time he attacks you, I get encouraged when he attacks me because I said, okay, devil, you must be scared of me. If you're coming after me, you must be scared of what my papa can do through me. And that's the same thing. That's how you got to start looking at it. If he attacks you with fear, insecurities, it's because he knows what he can do through you. He knows. He sees the future. He also sees before you were born the calling that you have in your life. He wouldn't bother you if he didn't know how great you are and whose you are. I believe God's going to break a lot of chains, so I'll stop talking. But we are going to go after this. Guys, there's some of you. 
there's some of you that Papa is saying, if you will let me today, if you will let me come into your life, I will break those chains. And sometimes we just have to run. We have to be, there's forceful. We, we can't just be like, okay, let do something. No, there is times in our lives where we have to go after it and say, today is the day. Today is the day. Today is the day. Because Papa changed my whole message for you today. Because there is freedom in this place. When we started speaking the words about freedom and singing about freedom, I knew he was here. He's here. And he's ready. He's ready to change your life forever. But do you want it? Do you want it? You can't just... Just stare at me. It's, it's, you know, I'll tell you one last story. In November, somebody paid for us to have IVF because we have been wanting to have a natural child for five years, six years now. And um, it didn't work. But when we made the calculations, we saw that if we wouldn't gotten pregnant in November, we wouldn't have been able to be here. And the first thing that God put in my heart was that we needed to be here. So he brought me all the way from Africa. They didn't even allow me to be pregnant because he loves you that much. Because before we were even born, he appointed this day for you. He said, this is the day, this is the day, my daughter, this is the day, my son, the chains will be broken. This is the day that I'm calling you out. This is the day that we're going to break chains. So if that's at you, I just invite you. I don't care if you come to the front, if you stand, whatever you need to do this is the day that he is marked for you for change i don't want you to live the same papa so here we are we surrender all to you we surrender all to you lord we need you we need you papa we need you to be we need you, Papa, to break a chain so we could be David, Lord. <laughs> so many times we're carrying so many fears and chains and things we're struggling that we can't see what you called us to do. You can't, we can't see the person in front of us you want us to pray. So we say, Lord, Papa, we stand here and all of you and say we need you more than the air we breathe. Will you take our broken lives and make something beautiful? We are not perfect, but we need you, Papa. We want to be more like you. We want to stand out in our generation. We want to say yes. It's so easy being a copy. This world wants us all to look the same, talk the same. But you've called us to be beautiful originals, Lord. Will you paint our beautiful original picture?
We don't want to waste time. We want to serve you in our youth where we have strength. God, we lay down our dreams one more time for your dreams. I remember when I laid down my dream to be a fashion designer. And I was thinking that was the biggest thing I could do. And his dream was so much bigger. We get to mother and father and little boys that never had a home. I get to rescue women out of sex trafficking that don't know Jesus loves them. But he shows them how much he loves them because he goes into the place where they are. That's our God. He goes to where we are. I'm so worthy to do what I'm doing. But all I had to do was say yes and surrender my life. My whole dream was to live in Paris. And this trip, we got to go and... I remember when I went to the Eiffel Tower and I could see it all. And I remember Jesus saying, this is what you gave up for me. But then he showed me the nations. But that's my inheritance to you, my daughter. Our little dreams are so little compared to what Papa has for you. Jesus, we love you. We want to be a generation that stands, an army that stands firm. And when everyone's going the other direction, we want to stand firm and say, no, we will not move from this wall. This is what God has called me to do. When things get hard, it doesn't matter if it gets hard. This is what Papa has called me to do. And I will stand in my wall. I will stay in my wall. Papa God, here we are. Saying yes to you. Saying yes to your dreams, Lord. Whatever it looks like, it could be you being a doctor. It could be you being a pastor. Whatever it is, we say yes to God. Because the best place for you to be is in his presence. The best place for you to be is where he wants you to be. Take advantage of what he has the scent, the ID, take advantage of that. They're preparing you for what God has for you. Here we are, Papa. Use us in our brokenness. God, come heal. I pray against depression in Jesus' name. And say, you have no authority in this house anymore. You have no authority. And I say, you get to go now in Jesus' name. I pray against having suicidal thoughts. You shall live and not die, says the Lord. You shall live and not die. We speak life. We speak life. We speak life. (laughs) 
We speak life, God. We speak life. We speak life over you. Draw the line. This is the day. You want to live the change. You want to live different. You got to fight for it. We want it, Lord. We want to live this place different. We don't want to come just for another conference. No. We're living different, God. Change us. Use us. Break our chains in Jesus' name. Break, heal, whatever you need to today, God. When we walk out these doors, we will be victorious. We will be different. We will be white as snow. There will be no shame in Jesus' name. No shame. I remember I had an abortion before I came to Christ. And I remember leaving the office that day after I had my abortion and thinking I'll never be able to be used by God now. I have so much shame, so much shame. And even though things were prophesied over my life, I remember thinking, this was way too much, God. I went too far. Oh, you will never use me. But his mercy, but his grace. <laughs> Say, my daughter, none of that matter. I will still use you if you let me be. That's who I'm talking about. That's the God that I'm preaching. It doesn't matter what you've done. He even sees what you're going to do. And he still chose you to be here. It is not an accident that you're here. You're meant to be here. So shame, you got to go in Jesus' name. Shame, you got to go in Jesus' name. No more shame in Jesus' name. We break it off over this generation in Jesus' name. We break it off in Jesus' name. True courage. True courage is this. True courage is being willing to risk it all. To risk everything for the sake of knowing Christ. And being willing to be used to make his name known. That's real courage. Today is the day. Today's your day. Today's your day to respond. Today is your day to say, yes, Lord, use me. Today is the day for David's to stand up right now in this room, all over this room for David's to get up and say, yes, Lord, I'll stand in the face of giants. I'll stand in the face of persecution. I'll stand against what the world says. I'll stand against these lies from the devil. And I'll say, yes, Lord, use me, God. Yes, Lord, use me, God. Yes, Lord. In my brokenness, I'll be used by you, God. Yes, Lord, through my shame, use me, God. Those things bow at the name of Jesus today. Shame and guilt and fear, 
bows at the name of Jesus. Today is the day for freedom in this house. Today is the day of wholehearted surrender in this house. Today is the day that this generation stands up and says, we will be courageous. We will roar like lions. We will stand in the face of the enemy and we will have no fear and we will run where nobody else will run. We will go to the darkness. We will go wherever you call us, Lord. Send us, send us, Lord. Send our generation. Let us go. Use us, Lord. Move in us, God. Humble us. Wreck us before you. Today is the day. Today is the day. The Lord gave us a word a few years ago, and he said, accelerated. And we said, what do you mean by accelerated, God? And he said, accelerated acceleration. He said, I'm accelerating you beyond accelerated. And I believe that word is for this house today that he's accelerating people right now with wisdom beyond your years. He's giving you discernment beyond your years. He's accelerating you like he accelerated David to take down giants, to take down kings, to take down strongholds in the supernatural, to tear down bondages, to break chains in the spirit realm. He's calling somebody right now to a life of prayer, devoted prayer to intercede for your generation, to intercede for the lost, to intercede for the people in your schools, to intercede for families, to intercede for the broken. He's calling up prayer warriors right now. He's calling forth prayer warriors, intercessors, intercessors to fast, to pray for our generation, to fast and pray for pornography to be broken off our generation, to fast and pray for fear to be broken off our generation, to fast and pray for God to move in the United Kingdom to fast and pray for God to move in Europe, in Asia, and Africa, for God to move in America, for God to move in nations around the world. He's calling forth missionaries right now. God is speaking to someone and saying, you're a missionary. I'm calling you to leave home with a mission. I'm calling you to go. I'm calling you to say yes right now. The Lord says, say yes right now and I will use you I will use you in your brokenness in your pain, in your hurt in your shame, in your guilt I will use you, you are my beloved, you are the chosen one you are my beloved he says the Lord says you are my beloved and I want to use you, give me your yes and I will use you to do big things give me your yes to move give me your yes to go and I will send you The finances are nothing. We're testimony. There's nothing that can stop him. When you say yes and you surrender to the Lordship in in your life, there's nothing that can stop you. Let Jesus rise up big in you today.